Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Madi Bolaños in San Francisco. In Monterey County, the sheriff is warning people to be prepared for the Monterey Peninsula to become an island because of flooding from the Salinas River. During a news conference yesterday, Sheriff Tina Nieto warned if both Highway 1 and Highway 68 flood, then the river will block people from moving on or off the peninsula, similar to what happened nearly 30 years ago. Now, if anybody was here in 1995, you know that during a uh, large flooding event, the marina or the Monterey Peninsula became an island, and, it, and it, people were either stuck on one side or the other. Um, and we anticipate that we're going to go into a similar situation, but not as bad. But we're going to some of the roadways are going to be closed, and you could be stuck on one side or the other. Nieto says the flooding is expected to start today, and people should be prepared to be stuck for several days. As the winter storms move through the state, power outages and flooding can make it hard for families to get and preserve food. KQED's Carlos Cabrera Lomeli reports that for families on CalFresh, help is available. State officials say families who get CalFresh benefits can apply for replacement funds on their EBT card if their food was lost or destroyed due to a misfortune or a disaster. And this year's winter storms qualify. To apply for replacement funds, contact your CalFresh case manager and let them know what happened. Your county will then reach out to verify your situation. But make sure you act quickly. You only have 10 days after losing your food to request these funds. For the California Report, I'm Carlos Cabrera Lomeli. The IRS is offering a tax reprieve for California residents who've been caught up in the storms. If you live in or own a business in one of the federally declared disaster areas, you're getting an extra month to file your taxes. And that includes payments. You now have until May 15th to file individual returns as well as various business returns. Check the IRS website to see if your county is covered. But many are. Even in the midst of all this rain, winemakers and grape growers are worried about what wildfire smoke from next fire season will do to their wine. KQED's Daniel Venton listened in as experts discussed solutions. As wildfires have multiplied in intensity, so has the threat to local agriculture and those who rely on it for work. UC Vineyard advisor Chris Chen says the best time to think about preventing fires is when they're still months away. Even though we're getting you know, record-breaking amounts of rain and flooding in California, that uh, the smoke and fire season is around the corner. And you know, every year we have fire grapes, especially wine grapes, take a huge hit. Uh, they, they lose a lot. While vines can be very effective fire breaks, the damage the fires cause means it'll be years before grapes can grow there again. Chen and colleagues are working to find ways to reduce fire and smoke risk to vineyards. 
One tip he talked about was that retaining forested lands near vineyards and managing them for fire resilience can have a dual benefit. They can reduce fire intensity and limit smoke taint damage from wildfires. So it acts as a kind of a filter before the smoke hits the whatever crop that you're producing that may be negatively impacted by the smoke. It's like how a marsh can catch excess water and reduce flooding. An analogy that's on many people's minds right now, as the region weathers a string of storms with more on the horizon. For The California Report, I'm Danielle Venton. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of The California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Randad Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. The Merced County town of Planada remains evacuated this morning. Residents were told to leave on Tuesday after the Miles Creek flooded. About 200 people are sheltering at the Merced Fairground. And with more rain expected, they're worried about their homes and what happens next. KVPR's Esther Quintanilla went to the fairground and joins me now. Hi, Esther. Hi, Molly. So what do we know about the flooding? Are homes inundated? Do people know what's happening with their homes and businesses? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, county officials say the flooding started because of a breached levee at the nearby Miles Creek. Uh, the creek couldn't handle the massive amount of rainfall that was coming down from the storm, and that led the whole community to be underwater. County officials called the evacuation Tuesday morning, and the sheriff's department was going door-to-door in boats, trying to get the word out to all the residents. Wow. Yeah, I passed by Planada Wednesday afternoon to see what was left, and there was a line of about 20 cars waiting to be let in by the sheriff's department to pick up things they may have left during the evacuation. And can you tell us a little bit about the town itself and who lives there? Yeah, Planada is an unincorporated community in Merced County of about 4,000 people, and they're mostly farm workers. And how are they feeling throughout all of this? Well, you know, there's a lot of worry that they're feeling right now. I can't tell you the, you know, the amount of panic that I felt when I went and entered the shelter at the Merced Fairgrounds. There was kids running around. There was families, you know, trying to call their loved ones, seeing if they could find a place to stay. There's, you know, a lot up in the air for these folks, and uh, they just don't know what their next steps will be. What was their biggest concern? Their biggest concern right now is just re-entering their homes. It's not really certain when that will be, or when they'll be able to re-enter their homes. Uh, Just because, you know, there's a storm coming over the weekend, there may be more flooding. There, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty surrounding that right now. And what is the county doing to help them? Yeah, the county has been sending folks uh, to the shelter, like we said. There's, you know, there at the fairgrounds, there's local organizations that are helping out with beds, food, clothing, and just helping people out with their basic needs. 
back in Planada, like I mentioned, the sheriff's office is allowing some residents to go back to gather items they may have left during the chaos. Uh, things like medication, important paperwork, and even pets. There was one woman who I saw who was trying to go back to pick up her two cats. And what can residents expect to deal with once they're able to return? You know, it's hard to tell at this moment. The Public Works Department is trying to clear out the storm drains, pumping water and shoring up the levees to prepare for the storm that's upcoming over the weekend. And, you know, county officials aren't really sure what that storm may bring. So for now, they're they're warning folks to avoid walking in any flood waters and watching for black mold once they return to their homes after the flooding passes. Thank you so much, Esther. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Mali. That was KBPR's Esther Quintanilla. And that's the California Report for Thursday, January 12th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from Stanford Healthcare, where their greatest reward is a healthy patient. The Wesley Foundation, investing in California's underserved youth. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Futures, which bets early on exceptional people making the world better, on the web at schmidtfutures.com. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on The Bay Curious Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get The Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.